Paul teaches that a wife is to be in submission to her husband. He also makes it clear that the Christian is to be in submission to the state. And in other places in his letters, he talks about the child being in submission to his parents and the slave in submission to his master. Now, in relationship to that problem of submission, often questions arise as to whether that submission is absolute, whether a person should submit to the one who possesses authority from God over him or over her under any and every circumstance of life. For instance, one writer asks, is a wife still required to submit to her husband when he asks her to do something that violates her conscience? This problem is a serious one and it needs real consideration. We need to understand the biblical picture of submission. To begin with, and I've said this before and I'll just mention it therefore at this point, submission is not uh, doormatism. It's not lying down asking your husband, for example, to wipe his dirty boots on your back. It's not doormatism. Submission in the scriptures does not mean that one's personality is squashed, that his gifts are not to be used, that he is to be simply a limp rag to be tossed about and molded into whatever shape that the other party cares to. Submission, for example, in 1 Peter 3 of the wife the Christian wife of an unsaved husband requires of her a very aggressive, active kind of submission, where through her willingness to behave as a Christian woman should in relationship to her husband, she seeks to win him to Jesus Christ by that very behavior. So this submission does not then mean some kind of uh, oriental submission or Mohammedan type submission where the person is completely uh, crushed under the load of other, uh, another person's uh, authority. So that's the first thing we need to understand about submission. But the important thing to recognize in all of this is that there is a word that continually runs through the passages that have to do with submission. For example, in Ephesians 5 and 6, we read about respecting or honoring parents and respecting husbands and in 1 Peter 3, we read about respectful behavior. This respect does not head toward the person who is uh, in authority in his own right. While he is the one who must be respected, he is respected because of the authoritative position that he holds from God. And so even if a husband is disobedient to the word, to the scriptures, as Peter says, a husband may be, an unbeliever entirely unconcerned about the word of God. Well, that wife may still respect him, even if his mouth is vile and his words are curt and his actions are quite wrong, even if he's very disobedient to the word, his wife may respect him not because of the terrible things that he says or does, that has nothing to do with her respect toward him. She respects him because he has been put in a place of authority by God. 
So in effect, what she respects is that authority of God invested in him. Or let's put it another way, she respects God, whose authority he bears. The Roman state at the time when Paul wrote Romans and talked about that matter, and the time when Peter wrote and talked about submitting ourselves uh, to, uh, for the Lord's sake to every human institution, that Roman state was a very corrupt state. Indeed, the uh, Nero who was on the throne was a madman. He burned down part of Rome just to, uh, in order to be able to beautify the city more later on. Uh, this was a man who did, did terrible things, and yet he was to be held in respect, not because of the kind of man he was, but because of the authoritative position in which he sat. So parents may not merit the respect of their children in and of themselves, but respect is to be given to them by Christian children because they are parents who have been placed in a position of authority by God. So when we respect a person in a place where God has given him authority, we really respect God. And we submit to that authority not because of the individual and his actions or his failure to act, but we submit to that person because God has said to do so and because God has given him authority to which we must submit. That, of course, is the first and most important factor to realize about submission. Now the question arises, suppose this authoritative person, a father, a husband, a ruler, suppose this person requires of a believer that he do something that that believer re believes is wrong. It's against his conscience. And his conscience is well informed, let us say at this point, by the word of God. Let's say that the person is being required to do something that is a direct violation of a plain commandment of God in the scriptures. For example, let's say a husband and wife both were unsaved, then the wife gets saved. Let's say that before they were before they she became a Christian that they had engaged in wild sexual orgies, let's say in swinging parties. And her husband comes home now that she's saved and he says, I've got a, a weekend lined up for us and I'd like you to go with me. We've got a swinging weekend. We'll do some wife swapping. She must say, honey, I cannot do this. You're asking me to violate a commandment of God. And in a, in a submissive manner, she must refuse. If a parent says to a child, when he goes to answer the phone, tell them I'm not here. The child must say submissively, Mom, Dad, don't ask me to do that. You're asking me to sin against God. Why is it then that somebody can refuse to obey an authority? Because as the apostles, when they refused to obey the authority the state put it, they were refusing to obey men in order to obey God. God's authority given in various areas never contradicts itself. And so when they said we must obey God rather than men, they were saying that the authority was now stepping beyond the bounds of authority that God had given to the, that, that authority structure. And they were only speaking with human men's authority at that point. So, so long as the authority is the authority of God that's being used, it must be obeyed. When the authority that is being exerted goes beyond the authority that God has granted to the state or the home or the church, then that authority 
where it contradicts the Bible must be disobeyed. The Bible sets the limits of authority, and so the scriptures become the standard for the authority that must be obeyed or may not be obeyed at each point. Now that is no big wide loophole, but if a plain commandment of God is involved, we must obey God rather than men. Help us, Lord, to be submissive, but to be discriminating in that submission for Christ's sake. Amen.